WV Uncommon Place. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate series to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommon Place digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to our Uncommon Place. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommon Place. My name is JR. I'm the host of the show, along with Stacy. Um, I'm actually out on assignment in Lynchburg, Virginia. And uh, this is the origin story of me. Um, it was brought to my attention by a listener. Shout out to Katie. Um, that there, there's no origin story on me. So I was born uh, in 1985 in July. The date's not important. Uh, if you keep up with me, you know what the date is. And uh, I was raised by my mother, uh, Rosalind and my father Wilbert, uh, and I have a sister Valen, uh, and then there's other stuff, but that's for another story. Um, my mom and dad were married in 1977, and they just a normal couple. My my dad's from Virginia, my mom's from Ohio. Um, I was born in Lynchburg, Virginia. I started life out in Amherst County, Virginia, and then from there. Uh, my father was a cylinder engraver and a real estate agent at the same time, a strong hustle man. Uh, we moved on top of what is now Liberty Mountain, which is Cameron Mountain. Grew up there, uh, educated at the at the Campbell County uh, Schools, Rustburg, shout out. And um, basically, grew up pretty normal. Dad died in 1994. Uh, a real tragic accident happened. He was crushed by a car that he was working on. And... The, he was working underneath the center blocks gave out and it crushed his chest. So he passed away. So that developed a lot of the, I guess, the, the, the strong nature that I have and the strong will because I had to adapt because I had a lot of family members around me, but it was a lot of females. The males that are, were around were not involved with me, which was really weird, like the uncles and stuff like that. No disrespect to any of them because I'm not holding them to anything because they had families too. But it was basically women that raised me um, until I got into sports and things like that. And then my coaches and different things like that. And uh, a great man named Bill Hudson uh, took me under his wing. He was my actual next door neighbor, took me under his wing with his sons. And I made sure that I went and wrestled and uh, went to practice and different things like that. And I played soccer. I was a soccer referee and all that other stuff. So that kind of sums up like who I am. Um, that, that was like the first major death that I had. Then right maybe three years after that, my uh, my, my grandmother died. And, you know, a lot, a lot of death, and for some reason, from the death, things change for people and people's perspectives change so they become a strong little person. Um, literacy was something that was real big where I was from. Um, reading, learning, accelerating, reader, um, the little joint with the little pizzas that you get from Pizza Hut. We were, um, the education that I was provided in, my school system in Central Virginia, we had economics, we had great teachers, we had a music teacher, Miss Warren, that was amazing. I had a library in elementary school named Miss Sharp. She was amazing. Um, uh, the late great Miss Dawkins uh, taught me economics. She taught me how to balance a checkbook in the fourth grade. Um, 
going further and further into things, uh, Miss Watson, Mary Watson, the lady that told me not to be a statistic. And she always stuck statistics and analytics in my face. When I would get in trouble in school or act out, she would take me out of the classroom and show me newspaper articles. She's like, I want you to read this. Then after you read this, write me a paper on how this could be you or how this couldn't be you and how you could find ways for this not to be you. And probably did it like 10, 12 times. And it did hit me then, but it started hitting me like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. How can you be someone that's above a statistic so that you don't have to be a stereotype, so you don't have to be this and that? And for what, what I learned from Mary Watts was, was this real simple method. You are what you make yourself, and you are not a product of your environment. You're a product of yourself. You're a product of the, the, the effort that you put into something. So that's like something that has always followed me, and I see it with people and with uh, the type of jobs that I do. I have to encourage talent. I said, encourage talent, talent, and have talent, like be real strong or p- pick people's attributes out and get those things out of them so that they can be bigger and better than what they normally are. So in doing this, um, that's how I build up to the job that I do now. And um, I make sure you know people are well-trained to do what we do in the job that I do. And even in life, like friendships and um, even if it's just associates, um, from the analytics and the way that she taught me, I, I built my own sciences on how to deal with people. So once I got to about 21, I realized that the world was pretty crude and rude. And I needed to figure a way to have friends, have colleagues, and have people in tiers. So I set up a tier system of four tiers. The number one tier are just uh, associates. Uh, number two is colleagues. They are people that have friend qualities, but I work with them. So they stay in that, that, that colleague area. Three um, are my normal friends. And then my top one is the elite. And the third level are people that could be from our past and could be from different places, but they necessarily exit stage left or they're put back in my memories museum because um, not everybody has a place in that story or in that timeline at that time. So with me knowing that and me being very good with people and stuff like that, I was able to always put people back where they belong with me in those stages. Now, my number four, the elite, they have been crafted every year. And there are a certain group of people that I deal with and that I know are my specific people, but I deal with them on a very, very limited basis. And it's, and it's real tight. Some people call it a little crazy, but I do that because the elite, I can't allow them to disappoint me. So with these levels built up, the colleagues, or what I got in my 20s through my 30s, more colleagues, and then I got one, two or three that went into my elite group. And then that third level, you know, that's where everybody else pretty much stays. So that way, you know, I can gauge how to to deal with them. So from there, that uh, gave me some other things that that I worked on. Um, I worked on it in my mental space to – have to limit certain functions with certain people. Like I'm not going to go out here and mentally break myself over anyone. Mm-mm. So that's something that when people deal with me and talk to me, they're like, you say real poison stuff. And then it's some people that just rub me the wrong way. Cause I'm one of the easiest people to get along with. And if you rub me the wrong way, I always say that there's something wrong with you. Cause in my job, I have to tolerate, I have to have tolerance for intolerance, you know, against me the intolerance part. So I have to be very, what do you say, like a sponge or a USB cord. I got to be able to hook into anything 
and uh, take those two negative charges and make a positive. And that's how you make a positive charge. So, or maybe you do. I don't know if you don't. But anyway, I forgot that science part. But that's pretty much the beginning to me. Um, my hobbies go back to, uh, let's go back to like 1989. Batman was coming out, but Batman wasn't the movie for me. Dick Tracy was the movie. Uh, the comics, comic books in the 1980s arc of X-Men, not the X-Men cartoon. Uh, Dolomite will say whatever he says about the X-Men cartoon. But it was on some real stuff. Like I really did uh, get into the comic book stuff. The Konami arcade machines for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for uh, the X-Men were at, at this place called Showbiz where people will know as Chuck E. Cheese and we would go play these things. So like 1991-92, Street Fighter 2 came out for CPS uh, Capcom board, arcade board. And I learned how to play play that. I wasn't a button masher. I could hit the Hadouken and that Dragon Punch quick. Um, and I got the NES and the Super Nintendo, though, but the Super Nintendo is where I got my feet and I started loving gaming. I always love to go outside and do stuff, but video gaming was something to me. Like, you had to be a certain type of person to play the games. That's even back on the old Madden, the old Technobile, all that stuff. So uh, platforming games, I learned how to, like, get through them and kind of, like, just move um, pretty quick through them. Um, RPGs from Squaresoft, like, uh, it was Corona Trigger. That was the one that, like, got, got me hooked. So then we moved on, like, Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn and PlayStation is where... Those are my contemporaries. Uh, Nintendo 64 also. Uh, and everybody knows that we can go into that history all in all. So video games were a big part of what I did. And then um, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know that my mom was very involved in having me in activity. She kept me very social. She kept all of us social because the way that she was, she was an a outgoing person. So we had to be outgoing too. She didn't allow for us to not be kind and cool and nice to people. Um one thing that she strived for us not to be was be trendy and popular. Because she said trendy and popular just gets you pumping gas at the gas station for somebody. So we definitely, me and my sisters definitely didn't um, didn't go and, and be trendy or anything like that because that just wasn't who we were. not popular, popular didn't make money, didn't make sense. So that was something that my mom taught me like early on. So never worried about being popular. I've always been the, the person that you see on that pod or here in the podcast or you see how I'm public. That's who I am in real life. I don't. I don't have a persona for that. That's, you know, who I am. So um, further and further, I went in life, um, started a family a little early. And the person that I chose to have a family with, I don't, I didn't at that time pick the best suitor. So I had a child with somebody. We were together for a while and the things went a little rocky. And then we split up in 2015. And after that happened, um, it was a wild renegade for a while. Um, and then if you pay attention to a podcast or anything like that, you see how that all flows out. Um, and the love stories and all that, you can find that over in the love series. That's why I have that over there. But this was just a quick uh, revisit. And, and for the new listeners, uh, a way so you, that you can know who the host is. And my podcast, I've been podcasting since 2018. Um, I strive really hard uh, to involve as many different type of genres as we can and and bring bring the masses to the podcast um for the simple fact that i like different things and i like to hear from different people so that's like the main draw for me in podcasting i love the story element of podcasting i don't necessarily care that much about the um the conversation going back and forth sometimes but i like the stories that you get out the conversation and then i like narrative podcasts uh 
and then I like single podcasts, like a, a good one that I like is um, from Aaron over there. I had to say it podcast the way that he just he's just down to earth and he tells it like it is and he doesn't care about your feelings. I like that kind of stuff. Um, so he's definitely one that uh, I definitely dig into. And then like the common mystics that I spoke about earlier uh, and you'll hear them in an episode uh, in a few, few weeks or a week or so. Um, they really have a grip on me. And I, and I like, I know it sounds crazy, but I listen to podcasts all around, but I like the podcasts that are near me. Like I like that the, the Ohio podcast. I like the, the Kentucky, Michigan, uh, Indiana, Illinois, all those different podcasts, the ACC podcast, the SCC podcast. I love the stuff on the West Coast, but that stuff that, that Mid-Atlantic and that different stuff like that, those are the things that kind of draw me. So that, those are my things. Um, I'm a movie buff. Uh, the way that I like to watch movies, I don't like movie theaters anymore because of COVID. That's something that's kind of crazy. Uh, reason behind that is this. Uh it's, it costs a lot of money to go to the movies. I evaluate it like this. The price to get a haircut is the same price it costs to go to the movies. When did that happen? Um, so I love projectors, Pico projectors, Pico projectors, whatever you want to call them, mini projectors. Uh, everybody knows I'm a big guy on uh, anything that's uh, Nebula, Anchor Nebula related. The capsule is one of my favorite projectors, but you'll hear more about that um, in March when I go over the projector series that I'm going to be doing. But other than that, I'm JR from West Virginia Commonplace. If there's anything that you want to ask, anything, hit us up at WV on commonplace at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter, TikTok, um, all of those social media sites, and you can definitely just vibe with us. But this is the reintroduction of JR. And I thank you for listening. And I hope that we keep entertaining you with uh, the podcast that we provide. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok, where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.